We are back for another edition of Run the Damn Ball Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Coors Light. I'm just fucking with you. What's up, Matt? <laughs> oh, man, you had me for a second. I thought we might have picked up a Coors Light sponsor. I was so happy. I thought we were going to get free 30 packs uh, all week long. Hey, baby, how nice would that be? So we are back. Week five of the NFL. Early games have wrapped up. Matt, what a nutty week. It was crazy. A lot of teams showed out this weekend that we thought, hey, they were maybe dead in the water. The old Miami Dolphins showed out. You know, it was crazy. Dak Prescott suffered a huge injury for the old Cowboys. Very sad to see that. Uh, Browns kept rolling. Definitely, uh, Definitely a crazy weekend. College football was insane as well. Tons of points scored. Just like we said, it was insane. Bunch of upsets. Uh, we got, you know, Georgia-Alabama coming up this week. So, I can't wait, man. It's going to be great. And guess what? The Jets still blow. We're going to go over to college football Saturday. We're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to give you some uh, awards. The quarter of the season NFL awards. We're going to go through those. And we're going to give you some picks for Monday Night Football. And review our gambling picks from the past weekend. Here we go. We're going to start with a little college football review from the big day Saturday. Matt, let's start with the Red River rivalry. Oklahoma beats Texas 53-45 in four overtimes. A lot of points, Matt. A lot. It was a lot of points. It was a crazy shootout. Uh, listen, this game got off to like a sluggish start. Rattler got benched early on. He did come back on and obviously got the big W. Big Sam Etlinger. I had to get it done rushing. It, you know, he looked like he was lacking weapons. He had to do it all for his team. Throwing the ball, uh, rushing, getting into the end zone for a couple rushing scores. He tried his best, but, you know, Oklahoma, this was a very ugly defensive game, ugly game in general with penalties. But, hey, Oklahoma came on top. I, I You know, I took Texas to win the Big 12, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, Ellinger reminds me of Tim, Tim Tebow. Downhill runner, can throw it, but more of a runner. He just throw the ball 53 times in a four-overtime game. That's pretty common. Four tutties on the ground, two through the air. Matt, I think ben, Lincoln Riley bench and Rattler helped them out at the end of the game. He didn't make many mistakes at the end of the game and had a big fourth quarter in overtimes. Yeah, he didn't make that. He didn't make that. He finally didn't make that turnover pick that he's been thrown at the end of the game and was able to capitalize, hitting big stoops in the end zone. Um, yeah, so that was a solid game, solid win for uh, Oklahoma and Rattler's confidence. I know they're now, what, 2-2, two and two, but they have some confidence moving forward. And both these teams are going to shot Oklahoma State and, and Iowa State, who all of a sudden wants to win now after uh, we took them in the betting polls and they lost. But, you know, Bay 12 is just a shootout regardless. I think – I do think the, the winner will have two losses in that conference. Yeah, we, uh, we both took Texas plus two and a half, didn't – work out for us there. Now let's go to the ACC, Matt. Clemson still on top after a 42-17 win versus Miami. I mean, it was a drum roll. We talked about this off the air. We thought Clemson was going to dominate them, um, and they did exactly that. It, it, it really wasn't close. Clemson got up 14-0. Uh, Miami kind of answered back with a field goal, and they started to get back into a 21-10, and then 
Clemson just buried him. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is just playing insane right now. 14 total touchdowns on the year, 72.4% passing uh, completion percentage. He's just dialed in. Uh, he really looks better than ever. And he's got the weapons. Travis Etienne is just killing it. He's, he's catching the ball. He's got 17 catches, 245. And he's running it three, 392. He's averaging seven yards a carry. I mean, my gosh, seven yards a carry and uh, four touchdowns. I mean, pretty much anytime this guy touches the ball, it's at least the first down. Yeah, Etienne went for 149 last night and two tutties. He's a stud. Their defense looked good. Derek King struggled, Matt, for sure. Only had 121 passing yards, two interceptions. Did had 84 on the ground and a touchdown, but everyone thinks Miami's back every single year and they run into something like Notre Dame or Clemson, and it's the same old song and dance. Miami can't win the big game. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. And who knows? Well, they put up Pitt Panthers next week, depleted Pitt Panthers. So who knows how that game will go. But, yeah, I, I don't know if Miami's really back after uh, last night's performance. Yeah. Now let's go to the SEC. We'll start in Columbia, Missouri. LSU blows, Matt. What the hell is going on? I tell you, yeah, LSU – they were really uh, up this whole game. It, uh, it was really shocking that they lost up the whole game. They had to move this game to Missouri because of the uh, big hurricane coming in. So LSU goes on the road, switches the plans up. They're dominating throughout the game. Then all of a sudden you see Missouri come back. Um, they're tied up. Then Missouri takes the lead. But then LSU gets all the way down down to the two-yard line, and uh, they have four downs, and they can't punch it in from the two, and they – Missouri breaks up a pass at the, at the two-yard line and wins the game. So, I mean, LSU obviously lost a bunch of talent, had a bunch of people opt out. I did think that they would be able to beat Missouri. Um, I mean, they were 20.5 favorite. Maybe the traveling, you know, supposed to be a home game, then go to a road game had something to do with it. But, yeah, I mean, sad to see what they're now 2-2, two and two, so that takes them out. They won't be there. New team in the SEC this year. Yeah, Miles um, Brennan did have 430 through the air and four tutties. Big night for Terrence Marshall, 11 catches, 235 and three tutties. They brought Bo Pelini in from Youngstown State to fix that defense. Obviously, it's not working. Like Matt said, uh, two wins, two losses right now in the SEC. Won't get it done for LSU to return to the natty and win the SEC game. Matt, College Station. You see how many people that fucking Kyle Field had? Texas A&M had that place packed. I mean, dude, that looked like it was a normal game. I mean, the, the fans were on top of the players. I saw one time the, the guy got injured after celebrating, went to the bike, and there was literally fans probably a foot away, 100 fans a foot away. I, I couldn't believe that. Uh, but the game was wild. And another game similar to LSU, right? Florida was dominating pretty much the entire game. Uh, Texas A&M figured out a run game here with big – Spillers and Spiller, and he got it going. He had 27 carries, a buck 74, and two touchdowns. He really got it going in the second half, and uh, they really went with that run game. And, you know, Mond was probably one of his better games in his college career 25 of 35, 338, three touchdowns. Uh, Trash looked good early on, and then, you know, he did have the four TDs to zero picks, which is great. Stats, maybe it was the O-line. I don't know. They just – they were missing something in the second half, and they really couldn't match A&M's tempo. My God, Kevin Mullen finally 
put it together. 25 for 35, 338, three touches, like Matt said. Big win for the Aggies. This puts them in a pretty decent spot. I mean, the loss to Bama obviously was a, a, wasn't great for them, but I think they still have a shot to make some noise, run the table. Maybe some other teams take some L's, and uh, Texas A&M is right back in it. Now we'll go to Ole Miss and Alabama. The scoreboard was lit up all night, baby. Mac fucking Jones, 417 and two tidies, Matt. Yeah, he came out, but the big thing here was Najee Harris just taking control of pretty much this offense. When you know when the games have been tight, we've seen him. When Alabama was playing Missouri and was struggling, uh, Najee Harris is a beast. 23 carries, 206 yards, five touchdowns in one game. Nine yards of carry. I mean, he touched it. It's, it's legit a first down every time he touched the ball. Um, it was crazy. Devonta Smith finally had his huge Heisman game that we were talking about. 13 catches, a buck 64, and a tutty. Your boy Jalen Waddle went off with a buck 20. I mean, listen, Alabama's got the offense, but holy shit, they made Matt Corral look like fucking Joe Montana. Yeah, they did. Matt Corral, I mean, I knew that I took the over in this, not a lot. On the show, I didn't say it, but I took it myself. Lane Kiffin knows what works for Saban's defense because he was there for two years under Saban, and he knows what gives them problems. Matt Carell balled out. So did Snoop Connor. What a name, Snoop Connor. 128 on the ground and two tutties. He had a great day. Elijah Moore, big night. I mean, Ole Miss can score. Bama obviously got to get the defense figured out if they do want to take it to the next level and get to the ACC title game. It's such big game next week, Matt, between Bama and Georgia. We'll preview that on the this week's coming episode. I have one question. If you were to take one team to make it farther, Clemson or Bama, who are you taking? I'm taking Clemson Tigers. And just because of that reason, I think their schedule pans out um, and right, rightfully should. I mean, they've been the best team the last five years, so they're going to have – Easier schedule in the ACC with their schedule flop. Um, maybe my Pitt Panthers get them, maybe not. But, no, I think I think Clemson will dominate. Um, listen, this Alabama-Georgia game is going to be pretty critical and pretty wild. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I would take Bama next. I just think their offense is otherworldly. They have so many dudes, weapons everywhere. So they have so many dudes. We'll talk about the Georgia Bulldogs next. Stetson Bennett, Matt, huh? That guy, just when you think it's like, hey, maybe JT Daniels steps in this game, you know, if it gets a little rough and Bennett's got to come out. But, no, this dude is just steady as it goes. Gets another big ranked win under his belt. I mean, this guy's just steady, right? I mean, his stats aren't over the top. Uh, 16 to 27, 238, and two touchdowns. But he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't throw interceptions. And he just, you know, keeps it calm. And he's really a, a clock manager. And he lets his, you know, the talent around his team take over for himself. And until he really struggles, I don't know if they're if we're ever going to see JT Daniels. Yeah, how can we right now with the way their own big receiver, George Pickens, only had two catches for 14 yards. So Georgia figured out ways to win without their big-time receiver. Matt, I hate to do this for you. What the hell happened up in Boston College to the Pitt Panthers? Oh, my. Tough to talk about. You know, I'm not really honestly sure. The Pitt Panthers, you know, they came out 
little dog fight. You knew it would just because of the, the how close the coaching staff is with one another. Uh, listen, a lot of drops, um, non-executed. I guess the defense just right now, I don't, I don't know. I thought this defense was going to be strength. But it looks like their secondary, you know, besides Paris Ford, you know, really isn't playing too well. Uh, corners are getting fried. Listen, Pickett gutted it out. He, he played tough performance. He got banged up, and he still gutted it out. Uh, it just wasn't enough. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough to move on the next few uh, with this season. See how this goes. Yeah, tough one. The ACC is nuts. You see, they have North Carolina ranked fifth in the country right now. With the new rankings coming out. That is crazy. I mean, right above Ohio State, I was very shocked that they put North Carolina that high. Um, North Carolina and Clemson do play, so maybe they're just trying to get that pumped up for when they uh, when they make their approach. I'm going to go on a limb here. Florida State's going to beat North Carolina next week. I'm calling it now. No Look way. It right now. No way. I'm calling it right now. Now we're going to talk about the NFL awards through the first five, four to five weeks of the Season. We're going to start with our MVP, Matt. Who you going with? Who gets the MVP for you for the early part of the season? Listen, the MVP is the guy that I predicted early in the year. Obviously, it's Russell Wilson. I mean, the guy's just crazy. Um, I know you like him too, but listen, the guy is just nuts. 1,200 yards, almost 1,300 yards, 75% completion percentage, 16 TDs to just two interceptions. Yeah, Russ is my pick. He's the guy. I mean, they're 4-0. He keeps them in every game. Their defense stinks. They got to score a ton of points. So, Russ is the guy with the 16 tutties, two picks. I think majority – you can make a case for Josh Allen. You can also make a case Aaron Rodgers. There's a couple other guys. But I think right now Russ is the guy. Yeah, and I think, yeah, just to go to your note of Aaron Rodgers, I mean, the dude is literally throwing to practice squad players. I mean, Devontae Adams was healthy, what, week one, and then got hurt week two. I mean, Rodgers literally has no turnovers, 13 touchdowns, zero picks, 1,200 yards, 70.5 completion percentage. I knocked him. I thought the Packers would be bad. I thought they would get worse, and uh, they did a complete opposite. This guy is definitely in the contention for offensive player of the year. Yeah, he looks good. Packers look good. That's also a good pick. Defense player of the year, I'm going to go with the Steelers' favorite player, Steelers' fans' favorite player, Miles Garrett. Seven sacks on the season, leads the NFL right now. Three forced fumbles, just totally unblockable this season. Leading the Browns to a 4-1 and record. Tough to block on the edge, long guy. He has a chance to – Outside chance to break Michael Strahan's sack record, Matt. That's my pick. That is a great pick. Just kidding. Rat pick. I hate that pick. I hate him. No, I'm just kidding. He's he's a good player. I just I don't like him. Big Steeler fan doesn't make sense for me. Anyways, he's a good player. But listen, my guy is just dominant. Are you ready for this? Out of Let me guess. It's a pick guy. You better believe it. One of the best here. Aaron Donald. Listen, the stat before, this is in four games. Donald had three and a half sacks, 10 knockdowns, one forced fumble, 73 double teams. That's 16 more than any other player through four weeks. And then guess what? He plays your Washington football team. They had three quarterbacks. You know, one didn't even make the trip. And uh, 
he had four sacks today. So he now has seven and a half sacks through five games as a D tackle. I mean, this guy is it. I mean, put him up there with your pick and TJ Watt. But listen, Aaron Donald is just a freak. Yeah, great today. Four sacks today. We got to talk about interrupt here. Talk about Alex Smith. How awesome was that? Seeing Smith come back, seeing his wife in the stands. She was so nervous. He really couldn't. Obviously, he struggled first time getting hit and for how long. Guy almost lost his leg. But that was uh, pretty cool seeing him back, getting some real snaps. Dwayne Haskins must have did some bad shit down there. To, he literally wasn't even in the building. I know they said he was sick, but he wasn't even in the building. I guarantee he could trade before the deadline. Dude, listen, if you have, like you said, Alex Smith, that was, you know, fantastic. Great moment as a football fan. Good for him. You know, super happy for him. But if you have someone like Alex Smith on your roster, and he's your backup, and you know he hasn't taken a hit in two, two, three years. Don't you think you should bring it if Has if you don't want to bring Haskins because he's actually sick? Don't you think you should bring a third quarterback? Like there was a good possibility that Alex Smith was going to get hurt again. Right. I mean, when Calon went, Calon went down. I knew obviously it was Smith, but that's how it goes. Offensive rookie of the year, Matt. Where are you going? Offensive rookie of the year. I think this one is pretty easy right now. I think it's CD Lamb. The guy is a baller out of 29 targets, has 21 receptions. So he capitalized on every ball thrown to him. 309 yards, two touchdowns. He's had at least five catches in every game, and he's averaging 14.7 yards a catch. And then he just went off against the Giants tonight. So. I think he's the clear-cut favorite. Maybe Justin Jefferson with his splash plays gives him a little run, but and then the you know the downfall is Dak Prescott's not going to be there the rest of the season. So we'll see if Dalton is able to feed uh, the big trio in Dallas and, and keep these receivers happy. Yeah, Lamb had eight for one twenty-four today on eleven targets. That brings his catches twenty-nine catch on the year, two tighties. He's my pick as well. CD Lamb. You can make a case like Matt said, Justin Jefferson. Minnesota. Is there anyone else comes to mind, Matt? Really, it's been a standout. I, Herbert. Herbert would be a guy. Him and Joe Burrow. Him and Joe Burrow. And I think if Herbert, right now, Lamb is just very consistent. But I could see with Dalton now as the quarterback, and Herbert getting some good wins. I mean, the dude is only throwing for three hundred yards. Yeah. I mean, if you looked quarterback, I'm I'm thinking maybe maybe Justin Herbert falls in there. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's my guy, obviously. Defense Rookie of the Year, Matt. We talked about it before the show. We don't talk about our picks before until we get together to record this. Matt, tell who the Defensive Rookie of the Year is for the Run the Damn Ball Podcast. For Run the Damn Ball Podcast, I think this one is easy. I think Anton Winfield Jr. is just an absolute freak. 30 total tackles, 21 solo, two sacks, one forced fumble. Three pass deflections. I mean, he literally does it all, right? He come up in the box. He plays free safety. This guy is everywhere. He is insane. Listen, he's only about 5'10", but this guy just lays the lumber. Yeah, good in-the-box safety as well. Plays the run pretty well. Two sacks and one forced fumble on the season. Helping the Bucks on the back end figure some things out. Next, coach of the year, Matt. Who's done the best job on the sideline thus far? Listen, I probably sound like a rat for going this way after knocking the Green Bay Packers, but listen, the reason I'm going with Matt LaFleur is because the talent, they didn't draft, they let guys go, 
They didn't try to get Rodgers anything better. They drafted Love, who's obviously not playing. They drafted Dylan, the running back, who's seen maybe five carries all year. Stupid picks. Yet, somehow, they're still 4-0. Aaron Rodgers having one of the best years of his life, throwing to literally people off the street. you got to give Matt LaFleur the credit, man. This guy's insane. They could have went many – I could have went many ways here. Uh, you know, you could look at Buffalo, uh, McDermott. You know, maybe some other guys, but I think Matt LaFleur, with the talent that he has, uh, he's got this defense playing well. He's got the offense clicking. We'll see if he can get through over that playoff hunt and get this team into the Super Bowl. Yeah, LaFleur's solid pick. I actually had him written down, but then I switched it to big Kevin Stefanski from the Browns. I mean, Cleveland is 4-1 in the season. Actually, the opposite of what Matt said about LaFleur. Stefanski does have some big weapons, Baker, Chubb which is her, Kareem Hunt, uh, OBJ, and Jarvis Landry. But it's tough to deal with all those personalities, and he's done a great job with it, leading that team to a 4-1 record right now and uh, right now in a playoff hunt. So got to give it to Stefanski there. Matt, what about your most surprising team thus far? Most surprising team this far. Looking down in here, I am going – with the old Las Vegas Raiders. Listen, they got a huge win today against Kansas City. This team started out 2-0. Uh, so they started out with a great start. They went to new. They had New England in the house. Really couldn't get that going. You thought they were going to drop. They beat the Saints already. Um, and now they've beaten the Chiefs. And, you know, listen, Carr, 347 today. Jacobs is a beast. And I feel like Henry Ruggs finally healthy now can show that deep ball threat. He's starting to get some of his weapons back. I really think this Raider team that is a huge win with the momentum can definitely make a push for the playoffs with that division. You know, obviously the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs, but the second second place is definitely wide open. Yeah, I like it. I like it. My most surprising team is the Bears. I know Matt said early in when we did our preview show that he loved the Bears to make the playoffs. I don't know how they're doing it. Basically, no court. both quarterbacks have struggled a little bit. Big Dick Nick's kind of right in the ship a little bit. Big win on Thursday night by the Bears. Just finding a way to win, man. It's impressive. Just finding a way to win. Matt, most disappointing team. Most disappointing, and I had this team in my playoffs. I drafted a couple of their players. I'm going with the Houston Texans. I know they got the win today. It was over the Jacksonville Jags. I mean, it's the whole thing of the 0-4 really not knowing the line is depleted the defense is terrible see you later o'brien you stink um yeah no other than there i I mean hopefully they can get on a roll um we'll see that line just i mean watson's out there throwing for his life running for his life so their defense isn't too good but they did play good against the jags big romeo cornell we'll see if he gets it rolling and, and maybe this team get on a hot streak and win eight or nine here yeah they play well today Big win. I took him in one of my survivor pools. I'm going most disappointing team, Detroit Lions. Matt Stafford's my guy. I'm a big Matt Stafford guy. A lot of talent on offense just isn't meshing. My question is, Matt, is Matt Patricia the problem? Because if you think about it, he left New England two years ago. Patriots defense wasn't great when he was there and struggled towards the tail end of his tenure as the D coordinator for the Pats. Now he left. Past defense, past years has been pretty stellar. Is Matty P the problem? I think 100% Matty P is the problem. I said if he Jeff if he drafted Jeff Akuda 
with his first pick, third overall pick, they would stink for the season and he would be fired. I made that statement, and I think that's very true. He, you know, they had many needs. They first of all, they they have a pretty solid roster, and he's just not getting it done. They have gotten very worse, very bad, um, ever since he's gotten here, and he is taking him out of games. I just don't think that he is the right guy for this team. Yeah, here's my thought. They got to trade Stafford to a team that needs a quarterback and get him on a team for a contender because. He deserves it. He's a stud. He's a top, I'd say, top 12 quarterback when he's ready to roll and healthy. They need to shift Stafford off to somewhere where he can win some games and can keep competing in a playoff spot. Here we go. We're going to talk about our gambling picks for the past weekend and recap you guys on how we did. Matt, what was your record like this weekend? Two and two again for the third straight row, third straight week in a row. I'm now six and six. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I did okay. Texas really made me mad because I thought they were going to win. I took Texas two and a half, right? That game went to OT. Uh, easy one for you. Kansas State, you didn't even have to bring out the sweat rag for that one. They led the entire game and they were getting nine points. I told you Vegas was a bunch of clowns for giving Kansas State that many points, even giving them points in general. I said it. I told you to mark it down on uh, Thursday's show. So I hopefully you guys locked that in Thursday morning. Um, and then in the old NFL, I said Steelers over. That one really wasn't even close, 44, and they went way over in that one. And listen, I did lose my early Thursday slate game. Tampa Bay minus three and a half. I'll take some heat for it. Listen, they dominated this first half. I really thought Tampa was going to pull away. Like you alluded to, Trevor, I don't know how the Bears are winning. When I predicted they were going to win, I really wasn't sure. I just thought they'd get the wins, kind of like how they're doing. Somehow, Big Dick goes, you know, literally terrible. Cold, can't hit a receiver if he tried. And then all of a sudden, he just dials it in. He just kind of like when Tim Tebow used to dial it in back in that short season. It would suck all for three quarters, and then fourth quarter, he would just come alive. But it's very interesting. But, uh, yeah, two and two. How'd you do? I went four and one. It's going to bring me to 11 and nine on this season. I had the Florida over, easy money, put it, give it to the bank. Followed Matt with the Texas, plus two and a half. Not great. Didn't go well. We were in uh, we were in it though. I mean, big comeback, down thirty one seventeen. It came back overtime, didn't work out. Steelers minus seven, a little sweat, but Steelers end up pulling through. Texans with Al Phil O'Brien was a winner, and the Cowboys Giants over. I'm told told you, I'm taking the Cowboys over. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Could be you. It could be anyone. It doesn't matter. I'm taking it till it doesn't hit. Easy money over. Easy win, Matt. Everybody get on the train of the Cowboys over because I'll be in quarterback next week. That's it. Matt Trump dropping back, throwing ducks. We're going to go over our uh, – well, we had two games on Monday night, but that fucking COVID again pushed the Pats and the Broncos back to next Sunday. So there's only one game. It's going to be the Los Angeles Chargers versus the New Orleans Saints, Matt. Let's pick the game first. What do you think about the outcome tomorrow night? I think the Chargers could win this game. I mean, looking at the Chargers getting seven points, it was eight. Right now it's seven. Might might change a little bit towards game time. Get down to six and a half or something like that. I think the Chargers can win. 
But if I really had to pick this game, I'm going to say Saints 35, Chargers 31. Give the Chargers 7. We're taking spreads. Take the Chargers with the points. I think that's a that's a pretty good lock. Yeah, I agree. Somewhere around that score, I agree. I think it's going to be close. I'm interested to see Michael Thomas out because he's just out there, not even his ankle. He's out there sucker punching his teammates in the face and shit. So get him out of your fantasy lineups if you haven't already. I'm going to go somewhere around there. I think it's going to be a little low score. I think 27-21 Saints maybe. I think the Chargers will stay in it. My prop for tomorrow night is Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. It is a big number, but since Herbert's been the quarterback, he's been feeding Keenan Allen. 28 catches in the last three games. 40 total targets since Herbert has taken over the job from Tyrod Taylor. So Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. My prop is pretty simple here. I told you to start Justin Herbert this week. I think he's going to come alive as well. My bet is going to be Justin Herbert over 260.5 passing yards. It's minus 112, so you won't have to pay much juice there. Listen, Herbert, in his three games that he's played, 290, 330, and 311 passing yards, so he's almost gone for at least 300 every game. I think it's pretty similar here. Even if he does 275, 280, which I think he's going to be around, it still pays. I think it's pretty easy. Lock that one in. Here we go. That's the prop bets. All right, we're going to talk about our fantasy matchup that we had this weekend. It's still on going right now. Matt has a six-point lead on me, 73-67. to 67. Matt, why don't you let him know how your team did? Listen, this was hard for me. I know I said I wasn't going to make excuses, but my team with the COVID, with the injuries, I mean, I had to put my entire team on the bench. Listen, here's who's on my bench. Julio Jones, yeah, I get it. He's out. I had to sit Melvin Gordon, who I was starting, the Patriots defense. I had to sit Damian Harris. So two running backs and my defense. I had Guskowski. I had to pick up a new kicker. He didn't do bad, but now I have the Saints defense. I just said Herbert's going to shred him up, so they're going to give me probably negative points. I had to start Ebron on the flex. I told you my lineup, but listen, when I had to take out my players, I had to start Dearness Johnson. I had to start Matt Burita. And I probably still would have beat Trevor, but Dak Prescott, one of the most gruesome injuries suffered. Only had only finished with a buck sixty six at TD and INT. He probably would have lit this Giants team up in the second half, late fourth quarter. It was a shame what happened to Dak. Somehow I'm still hanging on. I don't think I'm gonna win. I have the Saints left. All you need is cousins to throw like a little dinky pass to cook and go for an end zone. So I'm probably gonna take a L from default. Not going to make excuses. I'll chalk it back, and I'll manage the best I can next week. Yeah, I have Cousins at quarterback. He just got lit up. Holy shit. I got Cousins at quarterback right now with Thielen as well. DK Metcalf, too. And Jared Cook left still. So I have a bunch of guys left. My big score was Robert Woods with 17.1. Yeah, Matt got fucked with all the COVID injuries. But guess what? We're not here. Who gives a shit? Hopefully, Cousins takes you behind a barn and pounds you. Maybe he won't. He'll have a shitty game. But my big player was Tyreek Hill. Luckily, he did snap or else I would have been in the fire. All 
you know, I just needed Juju Schuster to do something. And obviously, everyone saw Claypool just take over the game. Instead, I was hoping that was going to be Juju, but it wasn't. So, good win, Trevor. Draft Kings time. Here we go. I almost had a winner for you guys. I had Teddy Bridgewater bald out. Darius Slayton had a pretty good day. Zeke Elliott had a good day. James White obviously didn't play, so it killed me with Denver. He didn't move that to next week. But Matt has a winner for you tomorrow night. Chargers, Saints, Matt. Who's in the captain spot? In the captain spot, wearing the big, juicy crown. Golden glimmer. We got Keenan Allen at $14,100. He's going to eat Herbert's favorite guy. They have a bunch of dinged-up receivers. So... He's going to go to Keenan Allen. Look for Keenan Allen to get anywhere in that 11 to 13 catch range. In the flex spot, we're going with none other than Justin Herbert. Big Herbert. He's feeling it. We told you he's been throwing it. I think he's going to throw for 280 plus, a couple TDs. I think he's going to be very solid. I think he's going to hit that estimated 23.3 points. He's 10,200 bucks. In the flex, we got. Tyron Johnson, a very valuable, nice price player, $1,800. He killed it last week. I think he's going to do it again with those receivers all banged up down there in Charger World. And then here we go in the flex. We got three Saints. We got to put in big Alvin Kamara, $12,000. He eats every single week. So you got to get him in there. Trevor liked this guy, snuck him in there, Latavius Murray. Good value, $4,800. And our last flex spot goes to Traquan Smith for $7,000. Last week he had two touchdowns. Look for him to do the same this week and put cash right into your pocket. I like it a lot. I like Lat Murray. I think he's going to score a touchdown tomorrow night, so that should help with the value right there. That's going to do it for tonight. Nice wrap-up college football review. We have some picks for you guys tomorrow night. Hopefully I beat Matt's ass in fantasy. We'll update you guys with that on the episode that drops later in the week. Matt, you have – and I have a take. I have a take, Matt. I've been sitting on this. You ready for my take, Matt? Let's hear it. So, receivers are 4-0. I understand that. They look great. Great defense. Big Ben looks good. Their full – their opponents are 3 15 and 1. So pump the brakes a little bit. Next three opponents are 4 and 1 Browns, 3 and 0 Titans, and 4 and 1 Ravens. So let's hold serve to see how good the Steelers are after the next three weeks, guys. Steelers are 4 and 0, and Chase Claypool, buddy. Four touchdowns. You're going to see a lot more of that. It doesn't, they don't care who the hell they play. Line them up. We don't give a shit. The Steelers will be in the Super Bowl. LeBron James going for Fourth timeline as the Lakers are up 30 on the heat. LeBron James!